welcome to Thrive in Design, a podcast about making money and beautiful interiors as it relates to product-based businesses in the interior design industry. Each week, we'll discuss innovative strategies on how to approach product development and design sales in a shifting market. I'm your host, Nicole Lachey-Ben. Hello, and welcome back for another episode of the Thrive in Design podcast. Today, we are going to talk about building a loyal client base, which I'm super excited to talk about. I've had other episodes where I dive into building connections with designers, but this is a topic that I can talk about on and on and on, and I wanted to break it down in a different way today. But before we get into that, I have a special announcement that I want to share here with my listeners, and the announcement is I wrote a book. I wrote a book. So it's a book of sorts. It's more so a 90-day planner that is specifically designed for A&D sales reps. And it's called The Ultimate Guide to A&D Sales. So this book came about because I actually had a dream a few months ago about it. So I went to sleep. I had a very vivid dream about being an outside sales rep and I was out in the field between sales calls and I needed something to write my meeting notes down on. I needed something to reference my schedule. I needed something to like sketch out an idea of what a designer had told me that they wanted to pull off in their design. And I started to think after that dream, is there something out there that could fulfill all of those needs? I looked high and low on the internet found several different planners and maybe sales planners or sales trackers that were pretty generic, but none of them fulfilled what I needed and what I knew that other sales reps needed as well. So thus, the ultimate guide to A&D sales was born. So if you would love to check it out and get a 90-day planner to kick off your new year and you are a rep, or maybe you are a sales director or sales manager, and you have employees and sales reps that need a little bit more help and guidance with planning out their week and staying on top of things so that they can be strategic and also exceed their sales goals, then check out The Ultimate Guide to A&D Sales. You can check that out at www.thriveanddesign.co slash brand dash reps. And I'll link that in the show notes as well. All right, so let's get into this episode. We're talking about building a loyal client base And this is, of course, from the perspective of interior product companies building a loyal client base with interior designers and architects that are specifying their projects, right? So we are discussing this because I, myself, have heard a range of advice over my many years in A&D sales. And it has ranged from really good advice, a lot of bad advice, or sometimes no advice at all when it comes to being strategic and going out there to build loyal customers, right? And people who will spec our products over and over again. So some of the advice that I have heard over my career, right, from leadership has been ask designers for meetings to qualify them, right? So it's super vague. And I have assumed that it meant to ask designers for a meeting to just talk about what kind of projects they're working on, what kind of work they do, right? Generic meetings to understand what they're working on. I've also heard advice of keep doing what you're doing, right? How many times have you heard that as a rep? 
maybe you are successful and you have hit or exceeded your sales goals and your management just tells you keep doing what you're doing. But you really don't even know what it is that you were doing that led to that success or if you could actually replicate what you did (laughs) to lead to that success. Another piece of advice I've heard over the years is don't leave without scheduling the next appointment, right? So that one is tied to if you're on a sales call and you just met with a designer, maybe you've done a library update or a presentation or met with them for a project meeting. I've always heard from leadership, don't leave without scheduling the next appointment. And that is a great piece of advice, but what's the objective of that next appointment? Is it actually strategic? Will it lead to you building a loyal client base? What is the objective? The next piece of advice I've heard over my years is make sure you set your frequency of visits for each account. So if you have a CRM, you know what I mean by frequency of visit. And if you don't, it basically means that if you have a CRM and you have your accounts loaded into that CRM, within that account, you can tell the CRM how many times a year you would like to visit that account or how frequently you need to visit, right? So is it twice per month, once per month, every three months, every six months, once per year, you name it. And then that CRM will send you a reminder when it's time for you to go visit them again. Now, this is a great tool to use, especially if you're managing hundreds of accounts, which I have over my career and most reps do. But if you don't have any strategy behind that frequency of visit, then it's kind of like you're just throwing spaghetti at a wall and hoping that on your next visit, there will be success, right? Or there will be more of a connection between you and that client. And out of all of that advice, like I said before, sometimes it has been no advice at all. And it's just like, all right, we've given you the product training. Now go be successful, hit your sales goals, exceed your sales goals. And no disrespect to any of the companies that I've worked for in prior years, I am where I am today, partly because of them and partly because I've learned from what they taught me and what they didn't teach me, right? To become an award-winning sales rep. So instead of following all of that advice, right? Whether it be good, bad, vague, I want to encourage the reps that are listening out there to get super specific in how they approach business development and sales, right? So what do I mean by that? So Before we talk about the specificity of that, let's talk about the 80-20 rule, because that's another thing that I've heard a lot in my A&D sales career. Nicole, go by the 80-20 rule, right? So what is the 80-20 rule? The 80-20 rule, and I'm going to read a passage really quick. So the 80-20 rule, also known as the Pareto Principle, is actually named after an economist called Vilfredo Pareto. Right. And you probably say that with some type of accent, but only speak English. So I'm going to read a passage from Investopedia, and it's an article called The 80-20 Rule, a.k.a. Pareto Principle, what it is and how it works. So this passage says the 80-20 rule, also known as the Pareto Principle, is a familiar saying that asserts that 80 percent of outcomes or outputs result from 20 percent of all causes or inputs for any given event. In business, a goal of the 80-20 rule is to identify inputs that are potentially the most productive and make them the priority. For instance, once managers identify factors that are critical to their company's success, they should give those factors the most focus. 
Although the 80-20 rule is frequently used in business and economics, you can apply the concept to any fields, including wealth distribution, personal finance, and spending habits. All right. So that ends that passage from Investopedia. And again, that article is called The 80-20 Rule, aka Pareto Principle, what it is and how it works. So in the world of interior product sales, we will be aiming to focus on 20% of our clientele or our designers or architects to deliver 80% of our results, right? To simplify that concept. So who in the world should we focus on anyway to build that loyal client base? So I've been thinking a lot about this lately, especially when it comes to that one advice of ask designers for meetings to qualify them, right? So like, what am I qualifying? And it made me think like if I'm qualifying designers and trying to get a deeper understanding of what projects they work on, what's the timeline of those projects, and if those projects have a suitable need for the products that I'm offering, it's really less about qualifying them and more about figuring out what type of bucket they fit in, right? So I'm going to give you three categories that your clientele really fit in. And then once you understand where they fall, then you can go about creating a strategy to make them a loyal customer, right? So those three categories that I've identified when it comes to my client base, especially when it's from an interior product perspective and those clients are designers and architects, those three categories are number one, product advocates, number two, product skeptics, and number three, competitor loyalists, right? So those Product advocates, that first category, those are your 20%. Those are the people that are already specifying your product. They're already telling all of their coworkers about your product. And they're like, yes, I used XYZ product on a project last year. It went great. If you're looking for ABC, you should check them out, right? They essentially act as an ambassador for your product, right? And once they love your product, they know the capabilities of it. They mastered the technical aspects. They've used it in a few different specs. Those are your product advocates. And those are your 20%. And that's where 80% of your business is coming from. So the other two categories are your product skeptics. So those are the people that now have learned about your product. Maybe they saw some information at a trade show or they were in your booth. Uh, Maybe they had a trade show in the office and they learned about your product. Maybe they got an email blast or saw some content from your company on social media. And they're like, that looks interesting, but I don't know. I don't know much about it. I don't know how to use the product. I don't know if any of my coworkers have actually used this and had success. Like they're just like they're on the fence. They're aware, but they're not all the way sold yet. And then the last category that I want to speak on is the competitor loyalist, right? So those are the people that are like, okay, thank you for telling me about your product, but I use so-and-so, or I'm not even aware of your product. I use so-and-so and I use them for everything. Change my mind, right? So those are the competitor loyalists. They don't even really want to hear anything from you <laughs> right now. They are just loyal to whoever your competitor is and they don't want to hear anything different, right? So. With the 20%, those product advocates, again, that's where 80% of your results will come from, 
And that's where most of your efforts should be focusing on, those 20% to yield 80% of your results. Other efforts that should go into your relationship building or trying to build that loyal customer base or client base is trying to convert those product skeptics and those competitor loyalists into product advocates. So I'm going to quote this author. His name is Pat Flynn, and he's the author of a book called Superfans. And he says that raving fans aren't created the moment people discover you. They are created by the moments you create for them over time. So in order to convert those product skeptics and those competitor loyalists, you have to start thinking about, okay, one, this is the long game in converting them to product advocates. And two, what are some of the things or some of the moments that I can create for them in this long game over time to slowly convert them over to a product advocate? And a few things that you can start to think about as you want to move them from a product skeptic or a competitor loyalist over to a product advocate, you can start thinking about the business that we're in, right? Yes, we are in the interior design business. Yes, we are in sales. At the end of the day, we are in a people business and we have to let these people know we care about them and the success of their projects. And then as we move from there, we start to build upon that and think about how we can create participation with those people, take them behind the scenes into our brand and get a deeper understanding. Maybe that's an experience trip to your factory. You can start to think about creating spaces and environments for your clientele to connect with your reps or connect with each other through social selling. And you can start thinking about how you can be consistent and speak to their problems in a way that they will understand and that you know they will understand, right? So those are just some of the things. And we'll dive into this even deeper as the episodes go on in the season. But those are some of the nuggets that I wanted you guys to start thinking about when it comes to building a loyal client base. So what did we talk about today? In order to build that loyal client base, it really starts with identifying any advice that you've been following, right? Then identifying the 80-20 rule, right? Who are those 20% that are going to yield you 80% of your results? How can you pour into them even more so that they can be an ambassador for your brand within their firm? within a firm that they start, within a firm that they move to. And then from there, how do you move those product skeptics and competitor loyalists over time into product advocates? All right. So I hope that was helpful for you as a sales rep, maybe a sales manager, as you are thinking about how to build a loyal client base. So I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for joining us this week on Thrive in Design. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Thrive in Design. And for more strategies on how your product company can innovate in the interior design industry, head to training.thriveindesign.co. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to create captivating content. See you next week.